Hello and welcome to the Nick Flanagan Weekly podcast show. Today's guest of this wild podcast is none other than my friend, my great friend, Allison Baker. But before we get to that, I have an announcement to make. And no, it's not asking you to give money to the podcast, although that would be great. Kofi.com slash Nick Flanagan, Patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. But the real thing I'm promoting that I would love for you to go to are live appearances, both of them potentially historic. I will be opening in Toronto, Toronto, as we homegrown folk are supposed to call it, uh, Tirana, November 21st at the Monarch Tavern. I will be the only opener for the group Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet, Legends of the rock scene in Toronto. They made, of course, the theme song for Kids in the Hall. They uh, they were the house band for Kids in the Hall, but they're way more than that. They're just such a bunch of great musicians. Dallas Good has been playing with them in this iteration, and I couldn't be happier that this amazing group uh, asked me to open for them. I am so excited and also maybe a little freaked out. So... You can uh, look up that show, get ticks in advance, tickets, and <laughs> ticks, tickets, whatever you want to call them. And I'd love to see you there voicing your support because sometimes opening for a rock band can be a tough thing. And let's face it, when it's like a reunion show of an older band, there are older people and they get drunk in that older style. So I want some people to i either want the older people not to drink i just want politeness i want to be accepted that's all i'm saying thank you for having me on the show shadowy men and the next thing i need to announce for you is that on november 29th eight days later the band i am in with andrew who has been on the podcast playing some guitar in the background and some montreal episode give it a listen uh the band i'm in with andrew wrong hole are playing a rare live date November 29th at the Bovine Sex Club. Bands, other bands, TBA. That stands for To Be Announced, in case you didn't know. So I really urge you to go there. And I also urge you to tweet at Allison Baker at Dirty Ghosts on Twitter to uh, beg her to fly home to Toronto to play keyboards with us. Synth, as they call them in the olden days. Anyway, so that's out of the way. Would love to see you at those shows. Uh, I am uh, so happy to have Allison on the podcast. I've known her for, um, yeah, we could say 25 years. Close enough to it for that to be the case. Uh, She was in a band called The Shuttlecocks. She played in a band called Armed and Hammered for a time. Uh, I was in the band Teen Crud Combo with her. You can hear our album Judgment Night soundtrack part two. I think someone put it up on YouTube. She is a shredder on the guitar. And actually she ties in to um, Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet because I think Shuttlecocks, especially her first, 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 first band, had a huge, uh, her guitar had a huge influence uh, from that group, that sort of twangy, surfy thing, which uh, Brian Connolly of Shadowy Men is just incredible at doing. So... Uh, it's funny that I'm announcing that here because Allison definitely had that guitar tone and she has always dedicated herself so hard to being musically awesome. And it has, it has paid off for years and years. Um, yeah, she wrote the liner notes for this band laughing. I is a reissue of their records and she's, she's based in San Francisco. She's played with Kelly Stoltz. She's, She's just, she supported me very much uh, through our lives, and uh, I really appreciate it. Imagine the emotional burden that knowing me for almost 30 years could be. Just close your eyes. I'm going to have a little five-minute break uh, while you just kind of envision that. And I'd like you to email me because I really am fishing for compliments here. I want you to say, no, it doesn't seem like an emotional burden. Anyway... Allison and I are still friends. 
This is just a fun little uh, slice of friendship. And hopefully she will come back the next time she's in town or I'm in her town. So Allison Baker on Nick Flanagan Weekly. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, my, my. Uh, my, my, hey, hey. Rock and roll will never die. It's also here to stay. Do you believe it? I do. Do you? No. No. <laughs> no, it might. Now, but do you, do, you, do you like it that people are wearing Nirvana shirts now? I've noticed it a lot on this trip. What do you think? I mean, you know, I don't know what I think. Uh, I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's cool, actually. Grohl. It's all money for Grohl. I know. And Novoselic. Yeah. And uh, Francis Bean. And Courtney. Yeah. Or is she out of the picture because Francis Bean is in the picture? I don't think she's ever going to be out of the picture. Do you th- do you like Courtney? I do. What do you think? I don't know. I'm, I'm like weirdly enamored with her. Because? I, th- I think I always have been. She's, t- she's a fascinating character. She's to me. unfiltered. Yeah. I love an unfiltered person. <laughs> she's a smoker. She is a smoker, yeah. Did you ever hear those stories about her leaving like really long phone messages for people? No. I heard that uh, she would call Paul Rosenberg at who's that? Shady Records. He's one of the owners of Shady Records. Oh yeah. And like just leave long, rambling messages at like two a.m. Right. Being like, I don't know, hole plus Eminem equals love. Right. Do you think Courtney Love and Eminem ever hooked it? I don't know. Allison Baker, as I live in Brie. <laughs> How are you? Hi, guys. <laughs> Who are you saying hi to? Myself. Those listener. Well, listen back to this. There's one. not enough listeners to really. There are more than one, so you are correct. I'm an clear. avid listener. Are you? How avid? I'd say like, you know, out of 10 shows, a solid six. Nice. Yeah. Like 60% of the shows. That's. I think that's, you know. Today, I described the podcast to my friend, Sandy, as uh Mental health, silliness, and uh, there was something else in the mix. I don't remember. It was, uh, oh, you know, it's the kind oh, of podcast no. where you can make those noises. What, you're like, don't, don't go on your phone. Yeah. You can go on your phone on a podcast because it's called Notes, Allison. Notes, Allison. Uh, mental health, silliness, and gratitude. Oh, yeah. Okay. I always start with a gratitude list when I do the solo episodes. Okay. So let's do, because we're friends. Yes. Since 1978. Yep. Uh, let's do a gratitude list. Let's are do you it. ready for an impromptu gratitude list? Hit me. What are you grateful for? Oh, we'll go one by one. Um, I'm grateful for our friendship. Aww. I'm grateful for um, my wonderful parents who I spent a lot of time with on this trip. Right. Uh, very grateful for family and friends always. Right. And even more so when I'm in Toronto and I'm spending all my time with them. It's so true. Yeah. Because in my regular day-to-day life, I don't get to spend time with old, fam- old, old, old family. Old family. Your family is old now, that so was perfect. That's very true. They are old. Our family is old. But aren't we all old? We're all older. Yeah, Everyone we are. Everyone listening is older. Yep. Now. Yeah. But also probably in age. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say this podcast is geared towards an older audience? I have no idea because I kind of think the older audiences don't want to hear me say like, oh, I think ADD is real. Right. I think they go, you got to get your licks. Okay. And you got to take your licks. Yeah. And then you got to work at a gas station if you're bad. Right. You know, whereas the new generation says, no, if I'm bad, I still want to get, I want, I want mine. Right. I want, I want mine. And then they ghost your ass. And then they ghost you. Yeah. And then they have a Finsta. I don't know what that is. It's a fake Insta account. Instagram. Okay. Um, What is your... Deal. Well, that's a question I've been asking for many years. (laughs) That's a question I should ask you. Yeah. uh, We'll get to that. Do you remember, Al, that we actually used to do this on your radio show, Hell Yeah? That's right. In 1997 on CIUT. That's right. 89.9. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yep. 
when college radio ruled the airwaves. Yep. Yeah. The airwaves. Nobody talks about the airwaves no. anymore. But now it's I, all it's bandwidth. I, I interrupted you heavily. Yeah, you did. So you were on what was your what's your deal? Oh, I was just saying, like, what is your what is your sort of how how should I say this? What is the demographic that oh, yeah. you wish the show was versus what the demographic <laughs> actually is? Well, I always cast a wide net. So my demographic I would like would be like everyone in the world. <laughs> because, you know, I think we're all the same, man. Sure. Mm. But who do you think your show is geared towards in I think, terms of who you're trying to relate to? Realistically? Realistically. I've been around the world enough. That I actually think it's primarily geared towards people who are one, who know me and are wondering how I'm doing. Right. <laughs> I but, mean, I'm a listener for that reason, for yeah, sure. I think <laughs> because like I check my numbers and it's like like a portion of my Facebook friends, you know, like sure. in terms of numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. I think it's people who I have actually heard from a lot of people here and there who who don't know me or like friends of friends or something. And and uh, I th- think people like I, I guess it's people who want to feel uh, maybe like they're people who are going through similar experiences. So it actually would be like mid to late 30s people who are kind of like uh, to quote Scarface. Is this it, Meng? Right. Meng? Yeah, fully. How was that as an impression? Pretty good. For you doing an impression of (laughs) Al Pacino. But we were, uh, (laughs) we were, I feel like I was encouraged by you because of my impressions to get into comedy. Definitely. Al Pacino. Yep. Keanu. Yeah. uh, Christopher Walken. Right. But my favorite impressions that you do are impressions of... Other people doing the impressions. Well, that's what impressions are most of the time, right? Like right. if I do, if you go, hey, I'm JFK, you're doing an impression of uh, the guy. From, from the Simpsons. From the 60s. Vaughn Meter, who is a oh, JFK okay. impersonator. Got it. And he, once JFK was assassinated, his career was over. Because mm-hmm. you can't go around and be like, I'm dead. Right. I'm dead. Right. I'm so dead. Uh, yeah, I'm, I had to move to Australia. Right. Do you think when people die, they go to Australia? That would be a nice, you know, that would be a nice afterlife for sure. Um, so, yeah, my, my demographic is um, ideally biracial. Yep. And uh, although I've had no evidence to prove that yet. Okay. Um, you know, people who are uh, curious. Yep. People who uh, want to hear hot takes. I haven't done a hot take in a while, but there was a long period of it where I was doing more hot takes. Okay. And uh, people who like a short podcast, a bit of a shorter podcast. Yeah, it's nice. The interviews are not short, but a lot of time the solo episodes are like 20 minutes. Yeah. Know? So I think it's people who just want that bite size. But also I think it's a lot of people who want me to do like four episodes a week. Sure. But I have stopped kind of doing that and I want to get back to it. But how can I? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not you. No. I don't manage your life. No, I don't. I don't have these answers. I don't manage my life. All I can do is be a supportive friend. What do you think of my room? It's sizable. And? It's nice. It's got all the good stuff. got good artwork. Does it feel clean? It does feel clean, yeah. Does it feel relatively tidy? It does, yeah. Very tidy. Good. Well, cluttered. I wouldn't say cluttered. No. No. I feel like it's pretty organized. Do you uh, judge rooms when you go into the room? Uh, Yeah, I do. Quietly. Do you think there's still people like, I remember when we were in our 20s and you go to these band houses and, you know, there's like a ripped couch. Sure. You know, Reservoir Dogs poster. Yeah, always. (laughs) Gotta have one. Every house. You know, some kind of pinup calendar (laughs) from the year before. Yeah. And uh, maybe like a bad metal record stapled to the wall (laughs) with a weird cover. Yeah. You know, do you... Wow, where do where do those are those houses still around? I don't know. I haven't seen one in a while. What do you think your band's demographic is? The dirty ghosts. Ugh. I think I think realistically it's the same kind of thing as like you <laughs> with your podcast. Like you wish it was everyone, but it's really this narrow group of people probably close in age to you who are know just you. who know you <laughs> who are just monitoring 
your existence and just making sure that you're alive and okay and doing things. Is that why people do art sometimes? Maybe. Just to sort of let a wide, sort of a widespread alert to people that they're... Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I don't know that I do that intentionally, but that's probably just the way things have worked out. Something I always liked about you was um, you learned how to sing late in life. Well, yeah, I did. I mean, I didn't... Yeah, I guess I learned technically how yeah, to. I don't know how good. Learned. Yeah, no, it I did. sounds great. Yeah, I had to take lessons. You had to take lessons. Yeah. Would you recommend every aspiring singer take lessons? Not if you're naturally good. What does naturally good mean? Well, my brother is naturally good. What? Yeah. You never heard my brother. My brother's. I have. Yeah, he can sing. My brother. Can, have you ever heard him sing Oh Happy Day? No. The Sister Act 2 version? No. Did Lauren sing amazing. that back in the day? Possibly. Hill, star of Sister Act 2. Is she, yeah, I think she probably has like a verse. Cool. Yeah. Girls, you know you happy day. Watch out. Is that a mashup? Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, there's some people who are just sort of born with this ability to sing. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, there's people that just have a knack for it. They can do it. I've not ever been one of those people. Where do you think I fall into that category? You? Yeah. Uh, what would you say? It's uh, personality? Well, you've actually been doing it for a long time. Yes, but uh, not lately. Uh, yeah, I'll find out tonight. <laughs> Do you know what I, I think the only secret is to like most rock singing? Is just maintain any pitch. Yeah. Just maintain the pitch. Maintain the pitch for sure. You know, most of the time, unless it's, you know, Queen. Actually, even Queen is kind of like the same pitch, right? Most of the time. I don't think so. Okay, well, that guy's an amazing singer. <laughs> what about the darkness? Same pitch? He's amazing. Okay, I mean, no, he's example. all over the place. Bad he's, example. I, Mike Patton from Mr. Bungle and Faith and Work. I'd say he's pretty pitch perfect. I mean, I he's think He's a bad example. He's an intentionally bad example. Yeah, he's I would a very say, solid like... vocalist. It's... Joey Ramone? So I don't know. I guess what I'm understanding is I'm on a different tier than most of these folks. Look, I think this is how I feel about it. How I feel about it is mm-hmm. I think that it's always good to be able to hit the notes. That's not a bad thing. That's and that was something thing. that I couldn't do. It was like I felt like I thought I could sing, but I couldn't actually like I was hitting so many wrong notes. Like I had no control over my voice, which is what I had to learn no. how to do. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's like yeah. uh it kind of feels like driving a car with no power steering right like the steering wheel is going all over the place and you're trying to hold it straight and it's moving around one of the reasons though you're such a good guitarist and uh, a devoted person Mm -hmm. is because of well i just explained it you 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 devote yourself yes i did my due diligence you do your due diligence so it's like you decide that you suck at stuff but actually you're maybe medium at it or neutral yeah and then so you improve it yes you think you're lower than you are yes which could be very well true but it's always like hey if you're you know if you're willing to put in your ten thousand hours it's a good place to start that's what i tried to do with this podcast so i was doing it four times a week yeah it's great well ten thousand hours you know it it'll add up eventually ten thousand hours of sleep makes you (laughs) master of snooze i've definitely mastered that art for sure um what's your most recent good night's sleep i had a pretty good sleep last night that's cool yeah i've been sleeping really well on this trip i only got about seven hours yeah is that enough oh yeah well, seven, that's you're seven from a, solid you live in america which is where everybody's go 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 yeah except for you're in san francisco where you kind of think people are too chill i do you moved to san francisco what year 2000 and you were living before in Toronto. And your middle name is Ruth. <laughs> and your background. Like the is steakhouse. <laughs> Ruth and Chris. Yeah. yeah. I saw that at a Ruth Chris's steakhouse in Niagara Falls, there was this very appealing event 
where uh, they were like, for one day, we're turning into Vesuvios. And it was like, Vincent Pastore. Whoa. <laughs> Catherine, Kath, Kathleen Narducci. Okay. And you know, and and then Artie Bucco, the actor who played Artie Bucco. And oh, yeah. And was like a Sopranos. And also Richie. That's amazing. Like, you want to eat anywhere near that guy Richie from the Sopranos. You want him to serve you, for sure. <laughs> Here you go. Manson. Manson lanterns. That's what they called his eyes in the show. I don't remember that. He said he had really intense eyes and they oh, called funny. them Manson lanterns. It's, who's they? Um, I don't know. Maybe like Sil. Right. Silvio. This oh, is getting, in the show. Yeah, in the deep show. Deep into Sopranos. Right. Lore. I used to always think that he was Dan Hedaya who played it. He wasn't. I don't know. So you, you moved... How do we keep the audience engaged? I don't know. I've been, that's part of why the demographic is what it is. And uh, I do have a producer, so he'll uh, chop and screw it as needed. Great. So you don't worry. But he seems very forgiving. Okay. When I hand him an interview, he goes, I go, what do you think? He goes, it's great. Right. I just. Is it, are his eyes kind of doing this when he's saying it? He lives Kind of looking around the room? I see. I can't see. He's never in the same room as him, Andy. Okay. Andy Lloyd. Yeah. Shout out to Andy. Shout out to Andy. What do you picture him looking like? Tall, mm -hmm. lean, mm -hmm. like kind of wearing like a red shirt, mm -hmm. t-shirt. Yeah. Kind of sandy blonde hair. No. Friendly. Yes. Uh, athletic. I don't know. He lives in Hamilton. Oh, cool. Why didn't you just move to Hamilton instead of San Francisco? Hamilton is the burgeoning city outside of Toronto. The city by the lake. I don't know. In 2000, <laughs> it wasn't on popping. people's radars. It wasn't popping. Although the Sonic Onion thing was present for Sonic sure. Sonic Onion distributing. Yep. Important Canadian music. Putting Hamilton on the map. Yes, already was on the map. Yep. I don't like it when people say putting it on the map because everything is. Ideally, if it's a good map. Yeah, that's true. Everything's on it already. Good point. And then people say, oh, he put himself on the map. And then it's like, no, he didn't. Yeah. He's not on the map. Only cities yeah. and towns. Right. Townships, counties, <laughs> villas, yeah. villages. Okay. Le and they use a legend in the side of a map a lot of the time. <laughs> so you moved there. I did. Does this feel like an interview, like from someone you don't know at this point? I don't know what it feels like. I, I, you know, part of this feels like we're in my car driving around, but with <laughs> microphones, but we're not moving, and people are watching and listening. It, it not does sure feel why. like a car because we're both kind of facing like a, a large yeah, monitor. Right. We're sitting the equal sort of a distance. Side window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you've driven me around for many years. Many years. You drove me around this morning. Yep. We're going to do some more later today. We're going to do some later today. Uh, do you hate driving me? I love it. You love it? I do. That's great. Yeah. Since I was 16 years old, probably. Maybe younger. At least, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you used to be the only person who drove in a large circle of people in downtown Toronto. This is true. And people would see you in your car. There were people who would get mad basically that you drove. Yeah. I think. Yeah. They, but let's just hold on. They call on. that scene jealousy. Let's just give this a little bit of context. I think it's important to note that I was driving because I was living at home. And your parents live in a the area where Drake is from. That's true. Forest Hill. That's true. Ontario. So I drove their car. Which was... Uh, Volkswagen Jetta. No, it was a Jeep. But then it was a Jetta. No, that was your own car. That was my own car. That happened later. Not that much later. No, it was a little, <laughs> it was a year before I left. So. And then that car got stolen. Oh, what happened? What, my what? brother, my brother was driving it in Montreal because he had moved there and he took the car and then it got stolen off the street. People steal in mm. Montreal. You ever notice that? No, I've never lived there. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you always hear a story. Band gets her guitar stolen. Yeah. You ever have a guitar stolen? Uh, I have. How'd that feel? Horrible. Was it a prized axe? Uh, yeah, to some degree. Now, we used to be in a band together. We did. That band was called... Team Crud. Team Crud Combo. Combo. And did we put out an album. Yeah. And a 7-inch. Yes. And were we on any comps? No comps. And these this was like in the days of comps. I'm surprised we never made it to a comp. Team Rock Combo, not a hugely well-known band, but 
lot of out of nowhere teen crud compliments will come my way. Yeah, there. that's nice. Do you get that? No. You never get that? No. I get them via you. Weird. Maybe I just seek them out. It's possible. But it's not really possible. <laughs> because, like, I was in L.A. and this guy Joe, he's a comedian, he's like, hey, I really like teen crud combo. That's crazy. Yeah. And then I went on Discogs and I looked, because, you know, I want to maybe flip some of the <laughs> albums. And... uh it's uh, it's not worth anything, but it's... Uh, oh, and our album was called Judgment Night Soundtrack Part 2. And we released it in 1999. Brilliant. And this is this is the thing you kids don't understand is the sense of humor you have now. It's just the building blocks were laid down yes. in Forest Hill by it's... bands like Team Chord Combo. Yeah, People true. like Ween and Cool Keith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're jumping off the bus. At this point. I've got a window open. Cracked. Because it smells in the bus. It's just getting a little stuffy in here. It literally is getting stuffy in here. I'm actually fine. I'm you fine. told me to turn the just fan off for sound. You told me to close the window for sound. No, it's better. I know it's better, but like, let's say I had a celeb in here. They would be uncomfortable, so I couldn't get to the... Deep. But it's me, so we can We're be fine. super uncomfortable and it's all good. How many tattoos do you have? One. Do you regret it? Oh, yeah. What does it say again? Rock and roll. But don't you believe in the spirit of rock and roll? That's sure. what we said it earlier. Sure. That's what we said earlier. Yeah. I do. You don't. I believe in it. No. But I didn't need to you make don't. that statement on do, my own body, on my flesh. Do you think you've gone through musical phases? Yeah. Do you think you've used musical phasers? Yeah. Flangers? Yes. Delays? Yes. Have you had career delays? Oh, Yeah. My whole career has been one giant delay. I've had a very strange career as well. Yeah. What do you think of the, our careers compared? You know what I like the most about our friendship? Is every once in a while, I'll say something I'm feeling. And you'll go, yeah, I'm actually worried about that at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. That's happened, right? It I'm has happened. I'm not imagining it. Yeah, it has happened. So what's your big concern now? <sighs> um, Maybe I have it too. I don't know. Like, what are we going to eat for lunch today? <laughs> I do have that as well. I know you're having that. We're meeting Andrew. Yep. Our friend who's been on this podcast, my cohort in Wrong Hole. Yeah. I'm jamming with later with you as well. For the Very first excited. time, we'll be jamming years and years. Yeah. Can't wait. You should do a cover. Sure. What do you want to cover? I want to be your dog. Yeah, that's a classic. You know, <laughs> if you're going to jam for the first time, that's a, that's an easy one to break the ice with. So messed up. I want you here. How's that? Great. Pitch was. You got to keep it. Yeah. Same. Pitch was on. In my room. I want you here. Yeah. It's great. Pitch the same. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now we're going to be face to face. <laughs> Save it for later, man. Okay. I think the podcast is actually uh, once you get into singing a copywritten song. Um, they have to take it down from Apple Podcasts. Oh, wow. Why don't you start a podcast? I don't really n feel like at this point in my life, I have enough to say or spread to the world beyond the music that's not, you know, that's already out there. Behind the music. Yeah. That's what you call the podcast, behind the music. Yeah. And what you do is you do the podcast from every time you play a show. Yeah. Before you take your gear down, uh -huh. you go behind the amp yeah. and you take a, like a little Zoom yep. recorder and you go, hey, everyone, welcome to Behind the Music. I want to tell you about the show I just played with the Dirty Ghost. Okay. Today we opened for the Go Team and World Party. And let me tell you, this was a magical time. We I did four solos mm -hmm. and... When I locked eyes with an A and R in the crowd, and they gave me the thumb up, the thumbs up, just one thumb, just a thumb. Yeah, they gave me one thumb. But uh, and and anyway, this is uh, sponsored by uh, Squarespace, mm -hmm. and you've got to use promo code behind to get a deal on a website. Yeah. So, are you going to do the podcast? No, I'll help you. I'm good. I'll be the engineer. I feel like I I don't I, I don't know what my angle would be. You know, like what would be the reason? I, I like 
engaging in conversations, but maybe I don't like leading them. And when I did do my radio show back in the day, that uh-huh. was more about playing cool tunes. Uh-oh. Spillage? No, no, no. Okay. No, I just wanted to like share my music collection with what? people. And, and I brought my friend Jamie in, mm-hmm. who I did the show with, because I needed someone to talk to, because I didn't know how to really... I don't know. It just see right now how I can't really get the words out. Yeah. I'm having a hard time. Well, I, I can't get the words out and I still do this. When, when I'm left to my own devices to speak, I kind of clam up. But when I'm talking with someone and I, I can engage in some sort of smooth back and forth conversation. Well, the good news is podcasts are generally supposed to be two people. Oh, so, okay. Right. You know, right. Just because I do it solo. Most people don't. It's like Bill Burr. Yeah. You know, people don't want to hear some creepy guy go, Hey, hey everyone uh, so today i i found this old deck of cards in yeah, the basement right thinking thinking of playing crazy eights but i got ain't got nobody to play with right and uh if anyone has a promo code for squarespace <laughs> see i don't i don't do the i don't do the sponsors where they give you a promo code i actually do a podcast where i ask for right promo codes. right it's called promotes okay with nick got it no last name Cool. Don't want to be associated with nope. the family name. Uh, so, you. What is the point of this interview? It's not an interview, it's a chat. How do we make this chat interesting? It is interesting. Is it? Yes. Am I doing too much second guessing in this interview? Yes. Okay, I need to just lay you back just have and to go with plow it. Wow, in. Look at how I'm sitting. I'm so... You can sense my discomfort. I, you don't seem uncomfortable to me. Okay, good. I'm sitting on a foot. But I think that's maybe to... What do you mean you're sitting on a foot? Well, I'm sitting on my foot in the chair. You gotta not do that. You gotta be... I go to a psychiatrist. But I feel like because if I don't sit on my foot, I'm going to sink down into my chair. No, here's what you got to do, Allison. This is crazy. And I, you got to widen your... You got to sit. You got to widen your legs. Just sit like how I'm sitting right now. Just widen your legs. I don't want to do that. Just widen your legs, my Stop friend. Stop saying widen your legs. <laughs> widen is not a good word. No. But... My psychiatrist is obsessed with the idea that if you sort of sit in the classic man-spreading sense, okay. you develop a sense of comfort. Men or women get this. this I is. believe that to be true. It is true. Yeah. Have you noticed the way that I sit most times is my legs are crossed and my arms are folded and I've got a hood on and maybe sunglasses sometimes? Yes, yeah, sunglasses and sometimes two pairs. <laughs> sometimes a hat over the hood. And uh, often actually you'll have the hood backwards over your face. <laughs> And you'll have two little eye holes cut off. Yeah. And then you'll pull it down and you'll say, surprise. Right. But only to a select few. Yeah. Most of the time you're going through the world in, in a mask. Yes. Um, do you feel confused because you want to like tell the truth and speak your truth, but you're also sort of holding back? I just, I really hate this. I really do. Why? No, I'm just totally kidding. I'm just joking. No, what are we talking about? We're not talking about anything. That's the whole point of the podcast. I know, but what are you asking me in relation to what? Are you comfortable right now? At this very moment? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, now I'm sitting on both feet, so I'm a little more comfortable. Here's the thing. You know, as much as this guy's saying, oh, widen your stance and get comfortable. It's like sometimes I'm comfortable in what people might perceive as a very uncomfortable stance. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Like... If I have my arms crossed, yeah. it's not because I feel like I'm protecting myself yeah. all the time. Yeah. Maybe sometimes. It's because, I don't know, maybe my hands are dirty and I don't want anyone to see. That's totally fair. You know, or maybe it's like Mary uh, Catherine Gallagher where it's like sometimes my hands, when I get nervous, I put my hands under my armpits and I smell my armpits. Right. I no, I understand. People do that. I've actually consciously stopped crossing my arms at shows. Well, yeah. It, when I'm watching bands. I mean, when I'm doing comedy and I see the arm cross people, I always, what I always do is I say, look, I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know, I understand people think that that's like a negative thing, but it's also protective. So this is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I say that to them. That's my crowd work. No, that's good. That's good. Um, do you feel like, how do you feel when you're talking to a crowd on stage? Like, Oh, can't stand it. But your band is back. The, Dirty yeah. ghosts are back. I guess, yeah. Dirty ghosts are kind of back. Tell me about how Dirty Ghost started and how it is going on right now. Okay. Uh, 
I guess how it started was I, I was um, married to and living with a guy who makes and produces rap music. No names. No name. What are you doing? Please. This is the way to kill an interview. I just took, start texting to in the middle of my answer. No, I was trying to take a picture of you. We're, we're filming. We've got moving pictures of this whole interview right you're, now. You're right. Sorry about that. Okay. So you're making music and uh, married to this rapper. Yes, who was making all of his music on Pro Tools, right. which I had never seen done before. Oh, cool. I had only played in bands uh, where you go into your practice space with your instrument and you jam and you write music that way. Shuttlecocks, Team Crit Combo, Parchment Farm. Yeah. Dirty Ghosts. Yeah. So I was very inspired by this uh, new way of making music. So I learned how to do it, kind of. And myself and our old friend Carson Binks, right. who used to live here. and Bass play player extraordinaire. Yeah, played in some bands. Human ordinaire. Yep. Um, we, he and I would just sort of jam over drum loops and cut them up and all that kind of fun stuff just kind of play sitting in chairs similar to what we're doing right now. Right. And uh, we're playing. it was just figuring out a different way to make music and make it fun again. Mm -hmm. And so that was sort of how, like, I guess after several years of doing that, then we had a record that was almost done. So that was sort of how the band started. Metal Moon. Yeah. Your that, first record. That was the first record. And uh, then your second record was called, uh, what was it called again? Let It Pretend. Let it pretend. And I remember you were writing lyrics and it was challenging. Not you, my you favorite thing. You were up thing. to the challenge. I was, yeah. Writing lyrics is definitely, for me, the hardest thing to do. It does not come easy to me. I'll tell you, I learned, you know, you're a hell of a guitarist. Thank you. Great guitarist, great singer. You've got a mastery now of the studio experience. Thank you. You prefer the studio experience? I, I do. Think. I love it. I, I Not to speak for you, but you've told me this before. Mm -hmm. so why the studio over live um well i guess for i guess if you look at music i guess the way i look at it is like putting a song together it's like a painting okay you know it's like expressionist you, yeah it's like you do Abstract. all you do all these things to it and then you walk away from it right. and then you come back and you look at it and you see oh you know i could oh, put a little more, more green yeah. yeah this needs a little more green here and you can mm -hmm. get i guess um the possibilities are endless and you can get really creative whereas mm -hmm. when you're in a room with three musicians or a, a band like there's limitations there right but with the studio it's the limitations are endless, which also can be a bad thing. Right. Um, a hindrance, I suppose. I know someone who told me he's been working on his record for nine years. Oh, yeah. I can. I mean, I've been cobbling together a follow up record for like four years. I've always thought of you as a cobbler. I am definitely more of a cobbler. A shoemaker of music. Yeah, I cobble at a slow pace. Do you think the cobbler has ever made a sneaker? That's a good question. I don't think so. I think that's a different type of shoemaker. <laughs> like a, a like rubber a factory. Smith. <laughs> yeah, the child in a factory. Maybe. A rubber smith. Maybe. Great garbage can. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So you you like the lack of immediacy in a way of the lack of immediate results because. But don't you think that's cool? You play a show and it's like that was that. And sometimes it's burnt into people's brains. No, the show. The. The playing of the show is great. Right. Um, it's a great physical outlet. Mm -hmm. um, and you get to play your music in front of people. It feels yes. good. Yes. You get to, I don't know, if you're an introverted person, you can mm -hmm. slip into your extroverted musician persona, which I feel like, I don't know that I'm an introverted person, but I feel like I enjoy being on stage and putting on a show. People love it too. Well... They say, oh, I love watching you play guitar up there and sing. I mean, my mom says that and you say that. <laughs> I think you've gotten a bit more than that. And then you played Sketchfest, San Francisco Sketchfest. Right now, just to give you an idea of the chops that we're dealing with, uh, you're playing guitar in something called the Red Room Orchestra. Is yeah, this, this is a new thing. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess like the Dirty Ghost thing kind of wound down um, 
as things do when you kind of decide that they just need to go cool off for a while or I don't know, maybe it just felt like I needed a break because it had been kind of nonstop since 2011. So about two years ago, I started playing in this group called, yeah, Red Room Orchestra. And it's just a collective of musicians from San Francisco and New York. How talented are these musicians? Unbelievably, unbelievably talented. You're welcome into their fold. It's crazy. Like a Jedi. It's crazy. I feel like I'm in the room and I'm just, you know, trying to not let anyone know. And when we were talking about it, when you were starting to do it, you were like, I'm studying the songs. And then the next day, studying the songs. Oh, yeah. Day after that, studying the songs. Nonstop. Yeah. Uh, most of the people that play in the group can all read music. And mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I can't read, um, I have to, I have sort of have my own method of how I deal with it. Right. Because when you, the way we do shows is we rehearse just once before the shows. Mm-hmm. And so if you can read, you can just walk in and play. And mm-hmm. if you can have an under good understanding of music you can run through it a few times on your own and then go in and play it with the band but i literally have to spend weeks getting ready learning yeah. transcribing practicing but don't you think the other people in the band have had that period as well oh i'm sure everyone has to various degrees i don't really know but for me i it's been a good really good learning experience hand out a survey at the next practice <laughs> just like how long did you put into recording i really don't like, want to waste anyone's time with this sincere do you mean the podcast no <laughs> like, no do you want me to put keep this one in the can let's see how it goes let's you know see what the uh what your the editor can do with this i think it's gonna be good i think so too I really it's, good it's hot plus you have to come back now too because we've broken the seal i don't have people on just once of the friends i like to have them on repeatedly no i i love hearing the multiple al episodes That's yeah we're old friends with them. al you're also old friends with al senior yep. love them you and him went to my show the other night we I did appreciated that we did it was great and uh so the red room working guest played the david lynch songs of twin peaks yep did the th- songs of was it a tarantino one or something no kill bill we no we did um the wes anderson soundtrack wes anderson soundtracks staying alive soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) not the soundtrack to the movie we did the clueless soundtrack and you sang kids in america this is at san francisco sketch fest yes big big bill Uh, yeah that was Issa ray was it was a script reading of of uh um clueless Mm -hmm. uh so you're in this band. Yeah. And that is, shows a, a technical skill. It sounds like that led up to the reformation of the Dirty Ghost. Kind of. I think after doing the Red Room thing for a while, I was ready to play some play some of my own music. And you also have been playing the whole time with uh, your partner in crime, Kelly Stoltz. Mm-hmm. And that's been keeping you. I mean, you've been playing music. You never stopped playing music. No, not really. You know? And I really. think you were really burnt out on Dirty Ghost. Yeah, that's it's okay. Hard. It's hard being in a band. It's weird because a band like Dirty Ghost, and actually most bands, like I feel like there was a period of time where the idea of even being successful with a band that was anywhere near weird was just like impossible. I know. You know, people would be coming through, bands you loved would be coming through town and they'd be like, can I sleep like on your lawn? Yeah, right. <laughs> like... You also put up a lot of bands at your home. I did. I think by my home, I mean my parents', your parents home, home. Or you mean. But also at your own home in San Francisco. Yeah, that's true. It's something you keep up to, uh, to this very day. Not sure about that. <laughs> but I think I did my part in that. I think I'm good for a long time. You know, okay. b- bands would be like, they'd be like, ah, we can't get over the border. We have a DUI. And then they'd get over the border and they'd be like, we need you to bring us gear, a place to stay, and we've made $200 tonight. Yeah. And that would be, you know, the Jesus Lizard or something. Sure. Maybe not the Jesus Lizard, but basically bands that were that good. Right. And uh, so, you know, then you start like a local band at that time. You're like, well, I'm not even going to get to the point of where Speedball Baby's at. Right. What am I going to do? Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm still not there. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. And then at some point... Maybe you have a little taste of it. 
Yes. Little bit of a taste. Yes. Like I was in that band, Brutal Nights, and we didn't get like super successful, but we were like able to tour and then people would buy our records on tour. Yeah. It was like exciting. And you kind of feel like, okay, now I'm in this situation where maybe things can even move in a direction. Except that I was in a band with all people who'd been in hardcore bands in the 90s. So the idea that you would even make a living out of this was not on the table. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, sure. So I was like that. And then everyone else was like, no. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. Yeah. You, you get a job and then you know, tour when you can. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you moved to San Francisco to sort of see if you could crack it open. Yeah. And you immediately went into the uh, uh, world of psychedelic rock. Yeah. And then things shifted. And yeah. you got into this kind of um, cool 80s music kind of inspired drum machine Dirty Ghost. Yeah. First record. I guess. I mean, it was just sort of what came out. I don't think it was intentional. I don't think I was going for a sound. It just was what came out with the combination of things that we were using and putting together. So, you know, for example, having all these drum loops that were put together by like a hip hop guy gave that first record a certain sound. Just exactly like that, yeah. Can you do something over this? I'm no, gonna be boxed. no, please stop. Stop. Please stop. Okay. Well, you were just hearing the Allison Baker podcast, and this is that fun part of the show where I tell you, hey, if you're liking Nick Flaggy Weekly, because we don't have an advertiser right now, I'm just going to say you can support us on co-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan or patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. One of the first perks you'll get is these interview episodes. We will put up episodes that uh, don't have the Patreon uh, requests in it because why would you need that if you're listening? It's just a small thing. We also put up stand-up comedy clips, song clips from Wrong Hole, um, anything I can really think of to make you a little bit happy. And I want to thank Ryan for uh, becoming the newest Patreon. And I wanted to shout out to Mike Long, the longer. Thank you for your support, dude. Anyway, um, it really helps uh, with everything I'm trying to do because it just frees up some time if I have a little money and I can just put a bit more time into the podcast. When I was really, really, really down and out, um, I was actually doing the podcast more because I just had so little will to like get out in the world. And frankly, that's kind of repeating now to a lesser degree and i'll get into that in a pot the podcast i do uh which i'm recording basically i'm recording this at the same time i'm recording that podcast you get it you get it i can tell you're smart anyway the point is more money means i can do the podcast more and cover more costs because oddly enough there are costs and also i just uh love feeling uh supported so even if you just want to subscribe to the podcast rate and review it send me an email at weeklypodcast.com follow the twitters and all that stuff follow the twitters i believe that was um is that a line from all the president's men 2020 coming out soon with tyrese gibson and um what was her name uh, ashley judd <laughs> I don't know why they're the cast of all the President's Men 2020, but they are. I'm sick of the president having men. Let's get some women in there, you know? And even just any non-binary people, they, them, you know, get get them all in the president's house. And not the White House, the actual, well, it's the same house. Anyway, patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan, ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. I hope you're having fun. What did you think of this quote ad, unquote? All right, back to my talk with Allison. Thank you. Um, does this feel like you're being interviewed by like a weekly newspaper? I don't know what it feels like. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like this is the kind of thing that should be on like a mini gazette that gets hit with a hammer. Yes. Um, but not before being sent to the president. No, definitely. Who sent, gives you a commendation because of how good he likes it. Yes. How much he likes it how much he thinks it's good true can we talk about your headphones for a second sure let's talk about their official danko john's headphones let's see the logo i saw it earlier oh yeah mm-hmm. there they are there's a real dirty spot yeah wow 
Um, well, it's almost time for us to have lunch. I'm I'm ready. I'm always ready to eat. Me I mean, too. What know? should we eat? Uh, let, let's take this out on. I mean, we're going to say what we eat, and then I'm going to do a real quick show and tell with you. Okay. Um. Well, it de- it just depends. Are we going to eat? Are we going to eat here? Are we going to go out to eat? We're going to go out to eat. Aren't we meeting Andrew? We are. So what is he coming here? And we're gonna no. Go we're going to go pick him up. Make eggs. No. But I didn't, sure? I didn't know if we were going to go downstairs, open up the fridge, do it that way. Well, there is some turkey. I know. We went over what was in the... There might be a pickle. I might be into that. Well, let's have a pickle downstairs. Okay. And then we'll go. Now there is a taco place. Okay. Go to that. Seems pointless for someone in San Francisco to have that. Maybe. Uh, Chinese food. Really good Chinese. I don't know Vietnamese. if I can do like Chinese food at, really in the middle like, of the afternoon. I don't really feel like it either. Um, well, this is the problem is something happens. I find when I start thinking about what kind of food I want, where I don't want any kind of food. I think we should just sort of let things unfold. Well, Andrew has certain ideas of what he likes. So I'd be interested to see if he wants to do, what about yakitori? Uh, maybe not my first choice, but if you put it in front of me, I'd (laughs) get into it. Ramen. Excuse me? Ramen. Uh, maybe a little too heavy for this time of day. I'm trying to stay away from a noodle dish. Okay. What about no dish? No just, dish. Just the noodle. <laughs> just noodle, chopstick, mouth. No dish. Oh, I'll be more specific. Uh-huh. I'm trying to maybe just to stay away from noodles. <laughs> oh, I thought the dish was the deal for <laughs> So maybe we could get, uh, like a pie with no crust. That like, sounds pretty good. Which is basically just a pile of candied right. fruit. Which I'm not opposed to. Lover of sugar. Love it. Okay, well, uh, here's... I'm going to do a quick show and tell. Okay. Vinyl edition. Oh. Oh, no. What's, what's happening right now? Okay, all right. What's this, Allison? That is a candle plant. It's like a succulent uh, candle. Like a cactus. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about this? I, it's, you're putting it a little too close to my <laughs> face. I can see it. Um, <laughs> please don't do that. Stop. Okay. Um, do I have any thoughts about it? Yes. Oh, it's just, you know, it's, it's nice. Looks like a nice thing to have in your bedroom. You can light it at night. Uh, I don't have much more to say about it. What do you think of the Homer? The oh oh yeah I like all things Simpsons. Homer doll. Do you still watch the Simpsons? Um, I don't watch the newer ones. I watch I like the ones from the nineties. Right, Lisa right up until Grace's dental yeah. plan. Dental, yeah, exactly. I would say season two to Lisa season six. Grace. That's my zone. Um, did you watch the Canadian one that came out a little while ago? No, it was actually funny. It was <laughs> weird. I was like watching it and I was like, wow, they've like they've upped the writing. To actually, in terms of the quality, it's pretty much as funny as Old Simpsons, but it doesn't have that like fresh vibe that Old Simpsons had. Right. So So I'm holding this up now. What is this? What is this? It's photo. Oh my God. It's a picture of the band Cub. Oh, I was going to say it's Venus Cures All. It's not Venus Cures All. That's problematic. Yeah. That you would think that. We got to edit that part out. Another too. edited out thing. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But uh, it is Cub. It's a promotional photo of Cub. I was sent by, uh, I believe it's Ryan at uh, Mint Records. Oh, yeah. I, he sent me a gift pack. So that's Cub. Yep. Now, this is the uh, band. Uh, it's a split between Out Cold and Bill Bondsman. Mm-hmm. Do you know these bands? No. Uh, it looks hardcore. It's on Schizophrenic Records out of Hamilton. Okay. Okay, I can tell you have no thoughts. Nope. Out with a bang. Uh, not familiar. This is a band actually fronted by the former uh, a former resident of San Francisco named Alessandro. This uh, very aggressive, small Italian man. He was in a band called the Grabbies in the 90s. Maybe you remember them. Not really. And uh, he used to always be very, like, mean to me when we would uh, cross paths. Oh, okay. We toured with them. But they're good. Okay. 
Crime and Punishment. Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. Yeah. You ever read it? No. You ever say, I'm going to get cultured. I'm going to read something. Oh, I say that all the time. And then I wind up, you know, listening to a Rob Lowe audio (laughs) book. Is there ever like a fancy book you've picked up and tried to read? Like have you gotten that far? Yeah, I'm trying to read a, I'm trying to read a book right now called User. Okay, tell me more. Uh, it's, I feel like it's kind of Burroughs-esque. All right, Burroughs. I, for, I forget who the author is. Um, anyways, it was recommended to me by a friend and I'm trying to read it. It's tough. One of the only times I uh, bonded with Mark Marin was when I was in a car with him where I first met one time him and he was like, I was like, yeah, Bur-. I was like, Burroughs. And then he goes like, yeah, you got to read uh, uh, Armies of the Night. That's a good trilogy. Yeah, you should read that. And then I said, hey, I know you're coming to Toronto. You, you want you, you want to know some of the good coffee shops? And he goes, are you asking if you want, are you asking if I want to have a coffee with you? Yeah, sure, I'll have a coffee with you. <laughs> we never had a coffee. We had Greek coffee. Okay. Sounds like you had a coffee together. And then, yeah. Nothing happened after that. Okay. So, stay, let's stay on track here. What's next? Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman's autobiography. That's my kind of book. Choreography. Yeah. Uh, choreography. It's Danko Jones's. I'm going to give it back to him tomorrow. Uh-huh. So this is the last time I'll be able to show choreography to the world. Do you think that he wrote the book just so that he could name the book choreography? Yes. And uh, Danko, when I mentioned the name to him, he says, yeah, it's because he's a dancer right of course <laughs> you know where he learned all of his moves michael jackson that's right mj mj and he doesn't know if mj did all that stuff cory cory Feldman is one of those guys who everybody was like talking about how full of shit he was for years and years and then as soon as like the whole me too thing came on and he yeah. was like sort of like dishing people were like oh yeah he's telling the truth and it's like what's the fucking difference between when you said he was a liar you know yeah Anyway, good luck to, to him. Yeah, good luck. You like luck. Corey? I mean, he's, you know, I don't, I don't want to say, I'm not into saying negative things. No, me neither. Um, but I will say that I love him in The Lost Boys. And Goonies. And Goonies. And, and even Stand By Me. Stand By Me for Those sure. Those are the three. He was great. I mean, th- he, he was He had a funny. weird period of time where he was like, all of those things. Yeah. yeah, and he was he was a great child actor. He was very funny. Yeah. Um, so let's just leave it at that. He's in Gremlins when he's very young. True. Yeah. So uh finally, <laughs> the thing I wanted to ask you about was how am I forgetting it? It was important. It was very, very important. Okay. Maybe I We don't know. We don't know. The moment is gone. Moment passed. I had something I wanted to ask. It's completely gone. Um, I just wanted to thank you for being my friend. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, You know, besties. Besties. And you want to come back and keep chatting? Let's do it. Sometime soon? Yeah, let's do it. When are you going to be back here? You know, I started thinking yesterday that maybe I could somehow squeeze in a trip in November. I'd love it. Me too. I would love that. But then my mom reminded me that I was going to see her in October and December. It's almost like she was trying to talk me out of it. Well, maybe she doesn't want you around the house. Maybe she's got some big plans. <laughs> we don't know. Who knows? Party sandwiches. Um. Oh, God. I was thinking <laughs> about party sandwiches yesterday. Maybe that's our lunch. Oh, that'll be... But I think you have to drive north to get party sandwiches. I'm open to driving in any direction. You know, party sandwiches are not a thing anywhere else but here. Weird. I mean, maybe they're a thing on the East Coast. Maybe in Israel. Maybe in Israel, but they are definitely not a thing um, on the West Coast. Well, bring them to the West Coast. Bring a bunch of tuna and egg salad tiny sandwiches <laughs> back on the plane. And salmon. And salmon sandwiches. And the weird cream cheese. The and the cream cheese party ones. sandwich. In a, bring a lot of them yep. in your luggage mm-hmm. to San Francisco. And give them out to tech insiders. If I can make one small adjustment to the party sandwich. Okay. It would be to take the sweet pickle out of the center of the rolled cream cheese and Lux party yeah, sandwiches. What's it doing there? I don't... It's totally unnecessary. And by the way, if you just put a regular dill pickle in... Right. It would be great. Dickle. <laughs> but the sweet pickle... 
is no good. That's got to go. I hate sweet pickles. Why do they exist? I can't stand them. They don't, I don't feel like they make sense in any food at all. No, they should be banned. Totally banned. They're like GMOs. Yeah, get rid of them. Or um, what was the thing that people didn't like because it killed the aerosol? Aerosol. But people still use that. Yeah. What about um, MSG? Monosodium glutamate. Yep. Glutamate. Yeah. It's pronounced gluteum safe, Nick. Gluteum safe. Well, this has been a real treat. Pick up Metal Moon and let it pretend on on Last Gang Records. Yep. And go to dirtyghost.bandcamp.com. Yep. Go to allisonbaker.ca. Go to uh, kellystoltz.com. Yep. Go to uh, simpsons.com. Mm-hmm. For if you want to find out about the Simpsons, which don't don't like. go to sweetpickles.com. Don't ever go to sweetpickles.com. Buy you know buy the domain name and uh, nuke it. Yeah. Well, thanks. It's been real. Yeah. Bye. And that was my big old chat with Allison Baker, my old bestest buddy, old pal, the greatest person to ever pick up an axe and swing it at the heavens. Allison Baker of the Dirty Ghosts. Check out uh, her Twitter at Dirty Ghosts, Instagram, Dirty Ghosts, Bandcamp.com slash, you know, find them on Bandcamp, look for Dirty Ghosts, just Google Dirty Ghosts, you'll find a bunch of stuff and pick up their album, Metal Moon being the most recent um so with that i bid you adieu and it would be great if you came out to the shadowy men show on november 21st or my wrong hole gig on the 29th of november you are great i need you thank you good night and good morning and good evening and good nick Flanagan Weekly Nick Flanagan Weekly